0: guys um dj more more like dj less (laughs)
1: what's better than this guys being
0: dudes Welcome in to Guys Being Dudes, Fantasy Football. This is your host, Noah Opsfeld. And as always with me is Michael Smith and Jared Willings. We're missing our handsome co-host today, Kieran, T- Kieran Day. He is just on the consultant grind, but that's okay because we have our priorities straight and we know where the magic happens. It's on the mm-hmm. show. So exactly. let's get it going immediately. You know, I'll just start off with how I feel because, you know, I know a lot of people care about that. Mm-hmm. I-, I had a decent fantasy week. I didn't, it didn't feel great, but I went five and one. It just felt dirty. I had two last minute Patriots almost chokes, Patriots defense almost choke. And it's just like, I'm so stressed at this point of the fantasy season. Even a five and one week just is just like keeping me on my heels. Mm -hmm. And it's looking like I'm going to miss my first playoff in three seasons of any league. So that's been hard to. Seriously? Yeah. You haven't been missed hard. playoffs
1: in any leagues in like three years.
0: It's about my first in, I think, eighteen leagues that I've missed the playoffs. What so the fuck? um it just it hurts. Um I appreciate your your shock. I'm shocked as well. And it's the own, it's the only league I'm commissioner of. I still mm. have a chance. But I, there's, f- there's That's a four tough spots. I mean, I'm that- three and six. I'm about thirty points behind someone who's eight and one. So Who Who else is in that league? Uh I think Well, Michael is just an absolute stud in that league, about to, you know, really make a playoff run. Jared, how are you doing in that league? Uh,
1: Not too good, to be quite Mm. honest. I have about seven startable receivers in there. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I'm having
1: a lot of difficulty shipping those off. And you can start four of them a week, and I'm still having difficulty shipping them off.
0: Well, the thing that I I tend to do really well is create depth in a league. And something Mm. that I think people don't, Aren't good enough is just giving up value, you know, in a vacuum for what's going to be best for your team. Yeah, people. So, get for attached. example, I just <clears throat> traded away DJ Moore for Latavius Murray, handcuffed to Kamara, and a better, uh, big QB upgrade, Ryan Dan Hill. People were outraged. People were in the streets. Veto, veto. DJ Moore worth too much. Veto. This is the <laughs> chant they made. I didn't make it. It's not that catchy, but, uh, but I said I looked at my lineup. I got AJ Mm -hmm. Brown. I got Brandon Cooks. I got a few other wide receiver spot starts. I have excellent running backs. This is what's going to make me win a championship. DJ more. I mean, I said in the beginning, and I don't know if I could say any clearer, more like DJ, less. Yeah, let's.
1: I want to just flashback a few weeks. We don't have weeks to go. I was getting bombarded when I said Robbie Anderson was the better play. Well,
2: I don't know if Robbie (laughs) Anderson is the truth either, man. But it was also split. You weren't the only one on the Robbie Anderson Island.
1: I don't remember exactly what happened. Yeah. All I remember, remember was... Me happening
2: and Mike was on the
0: Moor Island. This is Kieran
2: and yourself. When All the correct answer,
0: was. like everyone knew, well, meanwhile, the correct answer was truly Curtis Samuel. So <laughs> we'll see so that how weird. that ends up. I did read a, a deep uh, analysis report of DJ Moore, uh, uh, why it's happened, the DJ Moore analysis. Basically, the thesis was that uh, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't throw on the edge of the field as much. He doesn't, th- uh, he doesn't throw the the deep ball as much. You would and, think that
1: that's good for DJ Moore.
0: Right. Well, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore would think, Oh, just like field stretchers. But then Curtis, I mean he's finding a sweet spot with Curtis Samuel with these gadget plays, someone he can rely on when the defense is drawn away um, deep downfield. But We'll get more into that later. Let's get into some fantasy news before that. This is Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. We also have YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Look how pretty I am. I just shaved a few days ago. Not a YouTube
2: week, though. Kieran is not on the show. Not a YouTube week. Okay.
0: I mean, we all brought our A game, as as I mean. I brought some of my finest branded clothing. I mean. I have a sweatshirt on. I believe there's buttons on Michael's shirt. There you go. A couple days ago. You can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and Twitter. Let's get into some fantasy news. Not that much fantasy news this week. Uh, The big thing is that CMC, Christian McCaffrey, after the long-awaited return, will be missing at least one, probably more weeks. He was on standing on the sideline at the end of the game, just holding his shoulder, wincing in pain. And it's just, I mean, I traded my only share away early, early season. So, I mean, he's such a fun guy to watch, but, you know, Get, it's tough. get better, bud. Just going to shake the Christian McCaffrey bobblehead. Get some good juju up in here. Uh, speaking of juju, <laughs> speaking of Schuster, good juju Schuster. He's pretty good. Not, I mean, he's, he's all right. Uh, he's okay. Big Ben on the COVID list. We saw what happened with a very similar situation with Matthew Stafford last week. He uh, was on the COVID list, came back Sunday morning, declared to play. I guess he technically played. Uh, I don't know if you can count that as playing. He was on the field. <laughs> But I think this bodes to – you know, we've never really seen a, uh, a situation where a quarterback, even one as, you know, as seasoned and as experienced as uh, Stafford, struggled because he can't practice. We've never seen a situation like this because, you know, maybe a few times. But Big Ben's going to have to go through the same thing. Hopefully the defense will, you know, hold not down the force for him. Not be as bad he as He has, a, you know, a, a nice matchup. But, you know, so did Stafford against the Vikings. Um, Big Ben's been, you know, obviously more – respectable and reliable this year, but obviously you have to temper expectations and that being said for the rest of the offense. And there's my juju tie-in Chubb, Nick Chubb coming back. You know, we are seeing all these early season big running back injuries come back and it's just going to be interesting to see how it all turns out. Yeah. So, I mean, Kareem Hunt was supposed to have this big four or five week span where he is the chosen one. Mm -hmm. It hasn't really turned out that way. In fact, he was even better uh, for fantasy when Chubb was Mm -hmm. in the game and I think that the, the Browns offense sees a resurgence here. Um, I mean, how do you guys That's think fine. it's going to affect the game, um, you know, Baker-skilled players? No, I think this is good all around. Uh, you know,
1: Kareem Hunt, I think people are going to be undervaluing him going forward as the, the top-tier back that he really is. He, he's definitely a top-ten back in the league, in my opinion, just in terms of a, a pure talent standpoint. And, and Nick Chubb coming back, I feel like it only – it only solidifies his role as the third down back. He's going to get a lot of work. Whenever the Browns are losing, he's going to get a lot of the passing work, too, you know, especially with Odell being gone. There's even more targets to go around. So, you know, I'm not worried about Green Hunt at all, and I'm definitely not worried about Nick Chubb. Maybe this week not having that huge workload, but going forward, you got to love Nick Chubb. Uh, you know, Miles Sanders coming back this week. He's already at practice. Joe Mixon limited at practice. Austin are yeah. still nowhere to be found. Those are all the big
0: running backs. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's, it's so, so we'll see how those
0: turn play. out. I, yeah, I think that this will make the Browns' offense better. I mean, who do you want the rest of the season, Mike, between Chubb and Kareem? Chubb. Chubb. Yeah, I think, especially as a
2: Chubb owner, or if you are a Chubb owner, I think you're happy about the fact that Kareem struggled a little bit because they were firing on all cylinders when it was Chubb and Kareem together. And I think Cleveland now knows that Chubb is going to be their guy first down, second down. I
0: believe that Kareem scored more points with Chubb on the field than Chubb. Mm -hmm. Definitely, Mm -hmm. nothing. I mean, with
1: either of these two going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Cool. David Johnson out last week with a concussion, pretty early on. Uh, It looks like Duke Johnson, you know, a really great backup, and it's going to be there and a great fill-in. And then a similar situation with David Montgomery. All the low-end RB2 Davids are struggling this week. (laughs) Uh, something I, I said last week, but I just didn't tell anyone. I said, I, th- I think next week, low-end RB2 Davids are going to struggle. Whatever, Ooh, you interesting. know. might me points. <laughs> there you go. Oh. <laughs> Let's get into some waivers. Uh, this is an interesting part of the year for waivers. It's week 10. We have uh, anywhere from, you know, really three to four weeks left of your regular season, depending on where you're at. And, you know, it was really that time two weeks ago to say, where am I, where do I need to be? But now it's time to ha- hammer that in. Are you, you know, do you need a Hail Mary in the next three weeks to get into the playoffs? Should you prepare for the, you know, playoffs? Who cares what happens in the next three weeks? You know, you don't, your, your league doesn't do a bye. But just, you know, prepare accordingly. And uh, But here's some guys that you should be uh, keeping in tabs on. First off, Denzel Mims. Mims had another decent uh, game last week. And he is becoming, I think, the one in this offense. Uh, let's check Ooh, the on. one. Well, hear me out. He was—he's was a—he's was early. He's a second-round pick. He had
1: eight he went targets.
0: Late. Sorry, he
1: went late. Like he was projected yeah. to go end of the first round.
0: So targets are seven, three, eight in the last three weeks. And you know, he—you know—he hasn't had a lot of, he hasn't had a touchdown yet. But he's been consistent. They have the bye week this week, so this is why I think he could be on waivers. And I think that. The schedule, Chargers, Miami, Las Vegas, Seattle, Rams, Cleveland, nice. That's a nice <laughs> schedule. There's not one matchup in there that scares me. So you really don't know what's going to happen with Joe Flacco. He was airing the ball against the Patriots. They're going to be behind. But Mims and Crowder, I think, need to be rostered. Next, Tim Patrick. Similar situation, low-end guy. But you know what? That's a, that's a name that I think most of the family, fantasy community don't even know and Tim Petras had a touchdown or 100 yards in four of the last five games. Throw him on your bench if you need a spot start. If your receivers are going down late season, he's there. Rashard Higgins. This is, I think, the, maybe the most slept-on person in fantasy right now. And it's because of this perfect storm. Yeah, let's hear it, Mike. Just give me a sec. It's this perfect <laughs> storm of – so we have OBJ go down. We have the running back room is going to be nice. The tight ends are healthy. This team's offense looks like it could be better uh, than ever, and it's been decent this year. So, so, so are have, you pitching us to him? Or are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm why. going. Rashard Higgins, week seven, six for one ten. Week eight in the all types of weather, terrible game. You can throw that one out. It was one for fourteen. He had the buy. People forgot Rashard Higgins exists. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not. You know, th- telling me to go throw him in the lineup. But here's another fantastic schedule, Houston. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Baltimore, Giants, Jets. By the way, Brown's defense in the playoffs, you got the Giants and the Jets. But Rashard Higgins, similar to Tim Patrick, similar to Mims, I think is going to be on most rosters by the end of the season, get ahead of the curve. Next, Austin Hooper, similar. Uh, Brown just got their bye. He was injured. And I know you guys are saying, you know, oh, my God, Noah, shut up. That's enough. I'm going to let you no, do, no, do, your, do your segment. But I want to go on a deep dive for Jerry.: no, guy, I, Nelson Aguilar,
1: when you're ooh. done. Uh, well, I definitely agree with you on that Austin Hooper deal. Uh, before you did Nelson Aguilar, another Raider that should be on your radar is Devontae Booker. And Raiders on the radar. Raider Nation, stand up. Devontae Booker is one of my – he's infamous in my life for being total dog shit. He was so bad with the Broncos. He was overdrafted. He did not donkeys. produce. He, the donkeys, my bad. He was so terrible. And when the Raiders signed him, I was in shambles. Because so we let DeAndre Washington go, who looked pretty good with the Raiders. And then now you see the Chiefs have so already shipped him off. Uh, here's, here's the pitch for Devontae Booker. He's clearly the number two. It's not Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard doesn't get in the game much. Devontae Booker actually gets carries – And he's explosive as hell. And the Raiders line is very good. If Josh Jacobs goes down, Devontae Booker is a must start every single week. He has looked really, really good. Scored his first touchdown this past week. Definitely a guy, he's a handcuff, but he's a handcuff that, you know, you see all the hype around these other handcuffs. This is a guy that is a league winner if Josh Jacobs goes down. And, you know, he could get four to five points a week if you ever need four to five points. Obviously, you're not looking at it, but it's, it's a guy that could win your league if Jacob... Is he
0: won. like a must handcuff for Jacob's owners?
1: I would look at it that way.
0: Okay. I mean, especially in, maybe not in a
1: 10-team league, I wouldn't own him, but 12-team plus for sure. I like I, that. But The thing is, Josh Jacobs' owners don't have him on your radar at all, so he's probably available.
0: I don't think anyone has them on the radar. <laughs> I,
1: he's, I own him on a team.
0: Wow, look at Thank you, man. big fantasy hotshot, knowing the ins and outs. Mike, what you got? So these are two, I, I'd say, the more higher profile waiver guys of this week, and
2: one of them in particular I've been screaming his name over the last several weeks, and it's J.D. McKissick, who was the third highest scoring PPR back last week.
0: You have – Running back was Christian bad. McCaffrey
2: and J.D. McKissick. Even when the Saints obliterated the Bucks, Alvin Kamara scored less than J.D. McKissick. So – he played 83% of the snaps last week. Now, they were down really big early and had to come back, and that's when J.D. McKissick plays. But he's at, he's played more snaps than Antonio Gibson in every game but two the entire year. So I get Antonio Gibson is a better running back than him. But J.D. McKissick has all the opportunity in the world. You throw in the fact that Alex Smith is in there, the king of checkdowns, and I guess for the foreseeable future, I, I, Kyle Allen's ankle leg did not look good. So – Alex Smith is your quarterback for the next few weeks. J.D. McKissick had 15 targets. One player had more targets than him last week. Tyreek Hill had 18. He's a running back. Of, you, so – He's a must-own in all leagues.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. He's, absolutely. he's yeah. a, a, a
2: must-own. I
0: agree with everything you're saying, but what I just – it just doesn't make sense why. It doesn't. None it none. happens. You have this he's amazing better, rookie. He's better than James White at being James White. He's a better
1: version
2: of James White or years well James and,
1: White's droppable so well yeah. and today yeah that's a different story my bad um, right.
2: and then the second one I love Jacoby Myers he as well had 14 targets last week he played all but one snap in last week's game and over the last three weeks he has 28 targets this is the same as Deontay Johnson DK McHalf. he has a 38% target share over the last three weeks and those are the three weeks since Edelman's been hurt I get it it's the Patriots it's Cam and they played the Jets but that opportunity is there. And he's a guy that I think he may have a down week this week against the Ravens. It's going to be really interesting to see against a good defense. But they play the Texans next week. And I, if you're in a deep league, you could start him next week.
0: Yeah, and, and that's a nice Sunday you've built there, Mike. Let me give you the cherry on top. Fun fact of the week, Jacoby Myers has more receiving yards in the last three games than Nikhil Harry does in his entire career. <laughs> he 287.
1: He 287, that. that's pretty good. 287 to
0: 277.
1: I that's, love how everybody says, oh, the Pats are getting a steal. They're so smart. They're they're picking this guy 31st, 32nd, and then these he's, guys he's just don't turn out that amazing.
0: Nikhil yeah. I mean – He's been so bad. Yeah, but, I mean, go to a different universe where, like, the Tom Brady and gang are still there. I mean, he might be the next Edelman's coming quiet. of Jesus Christ. Uh, let's get into Nelson Aguilar. This is the Speaking Nelson, of Jesus yeah, The coming show.
1: of Jesus Christ.
0: Speaking of the coming of <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nelson Aguilar, what a wild fantasy career he was – he was just such a polarizing figure on the Eagles. Now he's, on, he's becoming the wide receiver one in the Raiders and a deep ball specialist. I looked at yards mm-hmm. per completion. Number one in the league by a surprise, a surprising margin is Nelson Aguilar with 20.4 yards per reception. Number two is Justin Jefferson, 18.4. Next is 18.3, DK Metcalf. Point being, he is a lot higher than the next guys. But I just want to take a look at this metric in particular and I think it can tell us a lot about what to expect from these guys. So Nelson Agholor number 1, Justin Jefferson number 2, DK Metcalf number 3. There's guys in here who obviously can can take advantage of this and you know turn five catches into 100 yards every week. Mm-hmm. Number 4, DJ Moore. And I'm going to talk about this type of long catch guy that I think is going to be, you know, basically your boomer bust by definition. And it gets better. Five, MVS, six, Christian Kirk, seven, Mike Williams, eight, Kenny G, another guy who can get it done, nine, Will Fuller, a guy who can get it done, ten, Gallup, eleven, Jerry Judy. You're sensing a trend here. Um, There's this group of guys, Aguilar, and I think DJ Moore is venturing into the, or or, or venturing down into this group of these boomer busts. Mm -hmm. Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, uh, Jerry Judy, keep going down. Preston Williams, Miko Hardman are up there. And I'll get into that. Now here's what's super interesting. Out of the hundred receivers featured in, in this ranking, ninety-eight with ten point five yards per completion, Keenan Allen. One of the lowest in the league. But the volume is so good. So it's not just a you know, it's a, my point is it's not just a metric of fantasy production. Number ninety-two is Tyler Boyd, 87 Cooper Cup. What are you getting so, at? So Let's So So I'm getting into there's this, there's this list of these boomer bust receivers. And I want to get into them because I think they can make or break people's fantasy seasons here. I said Ness and Aguilar, and I'm going to add a few more to the list. You have the Alan list was, up right now? Uh, yeah. Let me put it in the Where, docs. So you guys can see. Where's a st- Tyler Lockett on that? Uh, Tyler, No, no. Tyler Lockett does not belong in this list.
1: Well, I'm just curious uh, at what
0: his average <laughs> air yards. Is. That is a good question. But I think he's pretty low. Actually, when he does break out, he, he does it with volume. Uh, Alan Lazard, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Nelson Aguilar, Jalen Rager, who I'm going to just throw in for fun, and then Corey Davis. Corey Davis was amazing until last week uh, against the Bears. So I'm, I want you to pick your favorite and your least favorite and tell me why out of that list, and I'll give you a second. Do you, you want me to go first? I have my you want me to pick. go first? Yeah, go for have, it. All right, I'll pick. I have my pick
1: as well. I'm going to go ahead and type it in you can start talking about
0: all right my pick here is actually Corey Davis and I'll tell you why he had one off week the Bears defense is so good he was neck and neck with A.J. Brown and I think he could be a buy low but I really want to advocate for Nelson Aguilar here uh Nelson Aguilar when you look into him deeper he is a touchdown machine and The bottom line is is Jared said this last week, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. And I guarantee he's on a lot of your waivers. Week four, touchdown. Week five, touchdown. Week six, bye. Week seven, touchdown. Week eight was a weather game. Doesn't count. And week nine, touchdown. Okay. This guy is a wide receiver three. Very solid. My least favorite on on the list is probably Mike Williams. I think he's too volatile. I like Rager and Kirk better. Mike, what you got?
2: I think my, if that I'm assuming that's Jared's favorite on the dock there, and it's my favorite as well out of that group, and it's Lazard. Just Definitely. think of your opportunity. If he comes in and can be the Packers wide receiver two again, then I just think he's a step above this group. I'd say my least favorite on there as well, it, yeah, is Mike Williams. I honestly like Jalen Rager a lot. I think he's my number three on that list after mm-hmm. Corey Davis than Rager. Um, I just, like you said, I just don't like Mike Williams all that much. Very yeah. good.
1: Yeah well Kirk is my last I'm, I'm with Mike on this one Alan Lazard with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball when he comes back hopefully within a couple of weeks hopefully he's going to slide right in that number two role again he's a volume guy he's a guy who can catch it deep he's such a talented player uh, but yeah just the eye test with Nelson Aguilar Nelson Aguilar is really good at catching deep bombs and holding on to him. He basically does what people thought Henry Ruggs was going to do. I was just about to say that. that.
0: (laughs) No, but like if you're in a PPR
1: league, he's explosive.
0: Yeah. If you're in a PPR league, probably avoid him. I mean, here's his receptions. One, one, two, four, two, five, zero, two. It's a good
2: standard dart throw. I mean, when you're in standard, you're not chasing receptions. You're chasing upside yards and touchdowns. Absolutely.
0: And I think happy Br needs to be owned as well. And he he plays a lot. There's nobody else to challenge him. Absolutely. And he's good. All right, that's been my little Noah's analysis segment. I like uh, that little, little exercise. Dive. That was nice. That was fun. Little dive into yards per catch. Very interesting stuff. Here's a fun little riddle for you. True or false? Clyde Edwards-Alaire false. is to, is to Levy on Bell, as Rojo is to Fournette.
1: Oh, no. False. Definitely. There's a – Two completely different situations.
0: Okay. I just wanted to test the waters. Obviously, Fournette is probably more involved than Le'Veon, mm-hmm. but people are saying to drop Le'Veon. Are you guys dropping him? No.
2: Uh, it depends on the size of the lead, but I, would, I wouldn't
0: be scared cutting him.
1: He's too, he's too good of a hand. Honestly, though.
0: like oh. running backs have, just have not worked out in Kansas City with the homes. You always think you want to need a piece of that offense. Let's draft Damon Williams at the end of the first. Let's just quiet Clyde Edwards-Alaire at the end of the first. and <laughs> It doesn't work. Um, I've said, it both, but I've said it both seasons, but I fell into the trust the experts trap in one of my leagues and did draft Claudette edwards It's okay, though. I'm going to win that league. It's not the worst.
1: He hasn't been completely terrible. He just hasn't been. It's just he was drafted days. five, six in a lot of places.
2: In a yeah. PPR league, he, he hasn't disappointed that much in a PPR league in the sense that he's
0: only been under
2: one game.
1: And he stayed
0: healthy.
2: He just doesn't have the ceiling, we thought. He has a pretty high floor. And honestly,
0: compared to a lot of those, you know, Miles Sanders, um, Chubb, a lot of those guys mix in. You're probably – It's been healthy. It's been healthy. All right, right, let's move into
1: our guys we're looking to trade for. I'll go first just because it's a quick one. We talked about Kareem Hunt earlier. I really still love Kareem Hunt. I think that Chubb coming back does nothing negative towards his value. He might get less carries, but I think he'll get more receptions that way. And I'll let you guys take the floor for the rest. Yeah, I'll go
2: quickly before Noah can hop in.
1: Hayden Hurst, <laughs> tight end's obviously
2: a wasteland. It's Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, TJ Hopkins, then Mark Andrews and his. So five. bad, maybe. I think Hayden Hurst is moving into a tier up, and he hasn't been scoring the touchdowns, but he has at least six targets in each, in every five of the last six games.
1: He gets 10 points a game. He's yeah. established himself, especially in
2: PPR leagues, as sort of the top five, maybe five, six tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think he's separating from the John News and, and others of the world that are down in the touchdown. Definitely. He's yeah. I honestly left,
0: just opened a league to go trade him away because I I need a, that's on my to do list because I have Mark Andrews. But honestly, so like between Mark Andrews and I feel like you want Mark Andrews right over Hurst. No, I'd rather Hearst. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Rather, I was gonna even do it as a so I would trade Mark Andrews at, on, on. I think him? Mark
2: Andrews is like in, integral value. Value wow. is the, higher.
0: Than yeah, the only thing is really that Mark Andrews' playoff schedule is Cleveland, Jacksonville, Giants. Hayden they just Hurst don't
1: pass. and Lamar don't is not accurate. Is Chargers, Tampa Bay, Kansas City? Lamar does not have more than two hundred fifty yards passing on the year in a game.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's insane. And Hurst is now averaging only 0.5 below him. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews still. Mark Andrews is pretty close.
2: He has 5 games below 5 half PPR points. That's horrible. Jeez. That's yeah. Horrible. Let's have yeah. a couple 20, 19, 14, but they're even far between. Someone I think a very high profile name is Derek Henry that I if you can you're going to have to give up a Kings ransom, but their playoff schedule is absolutely easy. He is going to be a league winner. Obviously, he's a first round pick, a top 5 pick, but he's going to be probably the best running back in the entire playoffs.
0: See, I agree with you, but here's where I, I disagree is you got the Colts, Baltimore Colts coming up for the Titans. I wouldn't wait for all of it to end, but maybe if you can wait one more week, I think he's going to have an underwhelming week again. I just acquired Derrick Henry in a league actually. And let me know let me know what you guys think. I had a lot of depth to start, but it's mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Kareem Hunt, Zach Moss, and Jalen Rager for some team that was completely depleted. For just Henry?
2: Yep. Oh, I okay. – Yeah.
0: Who would you give away again? Kareem Hunt, Josh Allen, Jalen Rager, Zach Moss. And, and this I is a 10-team league? 14-team. You gave away all that in a 14? Damn. I, the, I like it. Who's your People in the league, uh, Herbert. Oh, oh I love that I mean Yeah, see this is, this is this is the Noah effect. You ask a you ask a you know a neutral source not in the league, but people were saying to veto it because they don't want to see me win for the third year in a row. That's, that's the hash, <laughs> hashtag Noah effect. Oh the cut oh strat uh, don't even give me started on the kicker strat. <laughs> um that's the league though, the kicker strat league. I'm guaranteeing the playoffs. I do not have a kicker in that league. My trade for uh Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we have that same schedule. as just talking about Indianapolis, Baltimore, Indianapolis coming up. Uh, if anyone go check who the Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill, Tannehill owner is because they might be struggling. I found a struggling Ryan Tannehill owner and I now have Ryan Tannehill. Look how that worked out. Tom Brady. Nope. Really nobody thinks Tom Brady is going to, Oh, that's it. Look at that. Couldn't get it done against the saints, but obviously it doesn't bode well. I think Brady comes back. If there is one player, probably ever, that you're going to say, I'm more comfortable with bouncing back after a bad game, is it not Tom Brady?
1: Tom Brady, he has the weapons, and he has the ability to QB sneak in, rushing touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and that schedule as well in the playoffs is great.
1: I didn't know a lot of people were looking to trade him, to be honest.
0: Well, I mean, it depends on the situation, obviously. But I think if you're, if yeah. you're Cuban now, is a good time. Another one is uh, Chris Godwin. I think people are trying to get out of Tampa Bay receiving game. And I think Chris Godwin is going to be the one. And I think it's going to be a pretty comfortable, you know, 85, se- six for 85 and one or six, you know, six for 90 and zero every week. You can't expect that second round grade that you drafted him for, but you can expect, uh, you can't expect uh, production. Uh, last two that I think are just guys that are going to end the season well that are maybe you can snag for guys who are a little below their value is Joe Mixon and Calvin Ridley. Did I get it? You got it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I could never pronounce Ridley. Good job. Good job. Damn it. Um, anyways, <laughs> Joe Mixon, uh, um, Calvin Ridley, go, go trade up for them.
1: I don't know about Godwin. I'm not as high as, um, as you are, but, you know, Mixon Ridley for sure.
0: We'll see. Let's get into some trade away. Uh, I'll start it off an easy one. I don't really think I have to go bad into it. G.J. Chark, huge week with this rookie quarterback. I just don't want to be there. I mean, Mike, you wanna, might want to be there because that's your team, but do you want to be there fantasy-wise? Honestly? Look up to what he put a, last week.
2: I had him as a sell last week. Yeah? i be buying him. Now, this week, he's, his values is high. Ben, after this week, I think he's gonna have a tough week this week. More to come on that because they're playing the Packers and Jair Alexander. But after that, it's the Steelers, the Browns, the Vikings, and the Titans who are all exploitable secondaries.
0: I think he could return significant value, sure. Actually, okay, there you go. On um, my other trade away after many, many a month on the DJ Moore train is DJ Moore. Um, the name is still there, I just We've seen so much evidence. I mean, how many more weeks do we need to do we need to? Oh, that's the week where I'm not going to trust him. Anymore. This is the week. Yeah, he's going to have another good game, but he's not, he's not going to have another one after that. He's going to be another drive spell after no. for a few weeks. I don't want that risk in, in, on my team. Uh, I think you can go capitalize on his name. Mm-hmm. I just trade him away for Ryan Tannehill and a handcuff. If you can do something like to secure your, your playoff run, then I, I like it. Interesting. I'm glad you have joined my DJ Moore Hate train. Yeah, just go. All right. Why don't you just yeah? So
1: on. we talked about it a little earlier with the yards per attempt. Justin Jefferson is my trade away target because I know he hasn't had a lot of good games. His value is probably pretty low right now. I was really big on him before, but I've come to realize that the Vikings, if they're winning, in which they are right now, and their defense doesn't look bad anymore, and Dalvin Cook's the most dominant running back I've seen in the game right now, maybe excluding Alvin Kamara at times. But they're not the team that I thought were going to be throwing the ball a ton every week. So that's why I yeah. have Justin Jefferson. I yeah. don't want him. He's a boomer bust kind of guy. He gets a lot of deep balls, sort of like Adam Thielen now. And it's just not something I want to be a
0: part he of. He was like the num- he was like a wide receiver one for like yeah, his- through week seven or eight. And then I he just still dropped think he's a,
1: Dalvin Cook. I still think he's a, a low-end tier two or running wide receiver two. But
0: see, I, I the- think the difference here is you look at other guys scoring the same amount of points as him. And I think that inherently they're going to hold more trade value just because of the, yeah. of the name value. Justin system. Jefferson is newer, and I think people are scared that it might be a flash. But, yes, I do agree that it is a trade away. Yeah. Here's a good one. Uh,
2: Justin Jefferson or DJ Chark rest of the season?
1: Um, or t- Jefferson. Or t- Higgins. Oh, Higgins. Higgins. I think Higgins 26. is
0: so underranked Every I rather
1: Higgins, yeah.
0: Michael Higgins. was there first. I'm not going to pretend I wasn't with Higgins first. Michael, yeah, that Michael that's on you. That's I always
2: awesome. got to get some rookies right. I'm um, yeah. <laughs> very excited to hear this next trade-away candidate
0: because I agree you-
2: Full disclosure.
1: Go for it. Oh, mine? Oh, my yeah. bad. I thought you were going to yours. Zach Moss <laughs> is my other one, and I know Michael shares the sentiment. Watching the Bills play, Zach Moss is their goal line running back. He is outrushing Devin Singletary now. But on the goal line, they throw the ball or they run the ball with uh, Josh Allen a ton. It seems like Zach Moss will get one goal line carry, and if he doesn't get in, then they're going to pass, or they're going to Josh Allen QB sneak, or they're going to Josh Allen power run. So it's not someone I, I really want to be chasing. Plus, they just throw the ball a ton now, even like when they're not at the goal line. So it's not someone I'm really looking for. I feel like you can get your highest value from him because people will see the, the carries and they'll see the touchdowns. But in my opinion, he's still one of those guys that's an RB three.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that Zach Moss is is a tough one because it's just is a it's a weird fantasy guy. But this last week, he went nine for eighteen and a touchdown, two receptions for thirty yards. Had a decent day, saved by the touchdown against Seattle. Seattle is historically bad passing defense. It's I mean, it's not a throwaway game, but it, but it kind of is. Before that, he had 14 for 81 and two touchdowns. His big breakout game, okay? He has Arizona, the bye, and then Chargers, San Francisco, Pittsburgh. I mean, those aren't super obvious passing games. Uh, I think that he's going to be getting more volume. I think that they say, We're, this is a playoff team. We're going to go out and do our best to beat these teams, and Zach Moss is going to be a, just a more competent guy that we want to be ready for the playoffs. I think Zach Moss is a you know a nice flex going forward, and I do not think he is a trade away. I think i 'm kind of on an island because everyone I talk to about Zach Moss is kind of just whatever about it i 'm not saying he's the you know the next coming of jesus i can 't use that reference twice in the show that 's my bad <laughs> i can 't say he's a big guy coming but or he he's going to be amazing, but I just think that he's being undervalued and that he is going to be a nice floor for the rest of the season.
1: I, I was just saying, I feel like you can get RB2 value for him. But if, you know, if you're trying to get rid of him and you can't get that value, then maybe not.
0: I mean, at some point, you know, who do you want? The, I'd rather have him
1: than Singletary for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. But, but like, like not I mean, saying much. But well, what are you starting in your flex? You know, is it going to be like a Christian Kirk, Mike Williams guy? Or is it, I mean, is this going to be a very solid David Montgomery, Zach Moss, starting running back four. They are starting running back in the NFL. They, I mean, they need to be val- that needs to be given some value. Mike, who you got?
2: One thing there, over yeah. half of his points over the last two weeks have come from touchdowns. And, yeah, it's important, but I don't think Zach Mo- like, Zach Moss is going to score touchdowns if he breaks one. Because, like Jared said, he get in on the go- at the goal line on his first try, they're going to run Josh Allen, they're going to throw the ball. And their schedule down the stretch is brutal for run defenses. So that's sort of why I'm on the sell train as well I, it is fair because he is better than Devin Singletary he is their best running back on the roster it's just
0: told, it is a tough schedule for running backs I will say that And they
2: still have a buy left so if you're a needy team like trading for him you could trade for him maybe if you like are in the playoffs right now because if you, if you need to win now this isn't the right candidate to trade for um, but for me my trade away guy is Tyler Lockett and I think People look at his explosion games and say, oh, it's going to come again. Well, I look at his dud game, sort of like a Mark Andrews, and think that that is closer to Tyler Lockett than the 40-whatever, five-point game that he had. Because he's had four games – or, sorry, three games with five, five, and four targets. I just think DK Metcalf is becoming – the guy that's demanding more targets than Tyler he's, Lockett. He's a
1: superstar now.
2: And at the beginning of the year, they were trading games where it was Lockett, then Metcalf, Lockett, then Metcalf. And people still think of Tyler Lockett because of his points on the season as a top-10 wide receiver, and I don't. Like, looking at wide-season rankings, Tyler Lockett is number 10 in half PPR, above Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, and Allen Robinson. And I'd take all three of those below him mm. before I take Tyler Lockett.
0: Interesting. The one thing I will say, uh, so I think he does have a good week this week, and he has a cha- because of uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, shadowing DK Metcalf, and he also has this game in Week 16. Uh, the the weeks that he does well in is is big scoring weeks. He played Arizona in Week Seven, we had a huge one, and then Dallas in Week Three, both really high scoring games. But listen to the schedule, you got Rams and Arizona should be good. But I just think the the that Seattle's going to overpower Philly, the Giants, the Jets, Washington, which is just a huge chunk of the season left. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a DK Metcalf script and not really a Lockett script. He'll have his games. Uh, who do you want rest of the season, Tyler Lockett or Adam Thielen? Lockett, for sure. Adam that's Ryan not Robinson. even close, in my Lockett. opinion. Lockett or Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson. Alan Robinson. Definitely. Lockett. Or Will Fuller, who I think is undervalued. Fuller.
1: Yeah, I'd rather have walking.
0: Yeah, we were we were, we always we bickered so much about the Fuller versus Cooks debate at the end of the year, and everyone won, so everyone's yeah, happy. Sure. It's amazing what happens with DeAndre. I think, us, I think us, I think us,
2: Fuller's, I think us on the Fuller side won more. In my
0: what opinion. he was drafted three he rounds before. No, so it like, was a it was a side by
2: side comparison. Who do you trust more? Rest of the season. It wasn't given there. Okay. Okay. I, Fuller
1: scored in like each of the last eight weeks or whatever. Dude. I mean, Brandon Cooks last week he had one huge catch. I you actually, you know way, what? Yeah, Fuller league.
0: did. Fuller did win, but I still feel like a winner as a Cooks guy.
1: No, you definitely are. And yeah. they they both yeah. stayed healthy. That's what that's what matters.
0: That's the, awesome. That's man. been Hi. trade away. Uh, let's get into some dudes and duds. Last week we had a, eh, I did really bad to Michael Hasty with my dude, Alan Robinson. Michael was average. Jared had John Brown. Good. Kieran and Aaron Rodgers. Good. We'll take it. Yeah. God of the week, Todd Gurley. Oh, and, and Gino. Of course. Oh, come on. I'm getting to that. It's, it's, I'm getting yeah. to that. It's, it's a lead up. He doesn't really understand. He doesn't understand showbiz. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> dude, God of the week, I had Todd Gurley. Eh. Michael had Tyreek Hill. That's an oof in the chat. Jared had <laughs> Hayden Hurst. Eh. Not and Kieran had Jonathan Taylor. Eh, save him with a touchdown but but good overall but man Gino guys Gino from bet openly came on last week he sat down for 15 minutes in the hour show he predicts his dude Josh Allen we said hey come on man I don't know if that's a really a dude against Seattle and then he has a career day okay his dud superstar Derrick Henry probably one of his worst games in his career uh, on top of that, comes in, smokes us all in DFS, and then just disappears forever. He
1: did not smoke me. Thank you very much.
0: He's, he, he, he barely
1: beat me, and I started a running back that didn't play. So
0: We'll get into that. Let's, get, let's talk he about did, our dudes. Uh, he got
2: hurt on the first
0: play of the game. There you go. First play of the game. Let's Wonderful. talk about our dudes. I'm going to go with a guy who has been in the injury reports recently. It's Antonio Gibson versus my Detroit Lions. And then if he's out, fire up McKissick like Mike's been saying. I mean, Detroit, we saw Dalvin Cook. They're now uh, the best run team to run against in the league. At least we're best at something. Uh, And I think that this is going to be a nice script for Washington. Stafford looks far from elite, (laughs) to say it. I mean, he looks bad. Yeah, thanks, man. And, uh, yeah, I think both those guys fire him up. All right,
1: speaking of Stafford – I'm going with one of his weapons, T.J. Hawkinson, this week. You know, T.J. Hawkinson is really just – he's one of those guys that saves you every week by putting up at least 50 yards or at least a touchdown. He's getting close to 10 targets a game. The Washington football team is 27th this year against the tight end. They're pretty terrible. I think it's going to be a good script for him as well. Got a lot of short work. Hopefully they'll be able to push the ball down to the goal line at least a couple times and he could snag one. Uh, yeah, and Kenny Galladay not playing. Kenny Galladay is a great red zone threat, so that definitely opens up things for him even more. I'm predicting tight end one on the week with K- Travis Kelsey out. Nice. Thank you.
0: Take your time, Mike. You frozen, Mike? I think he's frozen. Oh, wow. oh, there he goes, there he Mike. Is. There. Oh, there we go. I'm back. <laughs> My right. Zoom froze. I'm here. <laughs> Excellent. Good T.J. Time.
2: Hawkinson. For me, I'm going Cooper Cup, and I'm saying he's the PPR wide receiver one on the week. They're playing Seattle. Rams just came off a bye. He, is, he was limited in practice today, I believe. I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. The week before the bye, he had 20 targets. I love the Rams skilled players in this game.
0: Yeah, I'm more of a Woods guy this week myself than Cup. Don't, don't Jared, say that. Jerry, no, why don't you I, break the tie?
1: The, well, the injury news on Cup scares me because there's a wrist and an oblique issue. That's two things coming off a bye you don't really want. But if he wasn't hurt, definitely cup. We'll have to see if he's hurt. If he's so hurt going into the game. The question. <laughs> if he's hurt going into the game, I'd rather have Woods. But if he's okay. healthy going into the game. Let's get, get into
0: our dud of the week. I got Josh Jacobs against Fuck Denver. You. We had we had <laughs> big we had big old names being thrown around. I felt bad that I did tad girl. They thought it was too easy. Tampa. Josh Jacobs against Denver. Denver's been the sneaky good run defense this year. And he hasn't been able to get it done recently. Josh Jacobs, this, you know, highly touted, could be this big breakout season, can't really find the end zone. Uh, your boy Booker is the backup that they gave the goal line uh, carry to. Not a goal line carry. He broke off. A big long. run. Okay. Yeah. We well, broke it off because, I mean, and they might even give him more volume this week. Yeah. You're starting, you're starting Josh Jacobs. Uh, but honestly, I, I, I think he doesn't break. You His know, ceiling j- is low. Like twelve PPR maybe like that's how that's that's, how that's what he's been getting.
1: It's not good. Yeah. All right, I'll go Adam Thielen. You know, he's one of the guys we talked about earlier. They're playing the Bears. It's not a good script. I really I don't like these players that are catching these big bombs for consistency. You know, <laughs> if if you're putting these players together with guys like Nelson Aguilar, you're not going to have a good time if, if you're talking about some high end receivers. So that's why I have Adam Thielen. Interesting.
2: I think Thank you. I think the Vikings are going to be in a little bit of a closer game this week against the Bears. They're going to have to throw the ball more. So I do see Adam Thielen having a little bounce back week. For me, it's DJ Chark, and it's simply because they playing the Packers, who are probably going to be up big. So the Jags are going to be throwing the ball a lot. But Aww. up against Jair Alexander, who is one of the best corners in the league.
0: For the podcast audience, my cat. my cat just crawled out from under my bed from her nap, so I'm holding for, as cat? long as, as long as, not my cats, my roommates, but we okay. hang out a lot. Yeah. Um, awesome.
1: All, All right, long, so. let's get into our DFS for the week. You know, we talked about the man, Gino. Gino led the week, 166 mm. points in his lineup. He got first. I got second with, you know, a nice little 156 bomb with yeah, yeah. playing Justin Jackson.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No
1: big deal. Kieran came in third. Michael, fourth, and Noah dead last.
2: Get to the standings.
1: All right, let's get to the standings. Things are tightening up. Michael and Kieran tied for first at 14 and 10. Me and Noah tied for third at 10 and 14. And Gino, we're keeping a separate tab. He's 4-0. and 0. <laughs> Yeah, he we're earned it. Up there. Yeah. All right. But let's let's get into the lineups. I will start first. I'm very curious to see how similar our lineups are. I feel like there's definitely some must-starts, and I'll get to those real quick. Number one, Josh Allen at QB. I feel like Kyler or Josh Allen, are, you have to pick one of the two. James Robinson at running back. Jamal Williams is my RB2. Devontae Adams, in my opinion, another must-start. Tyler Lockett, I feel like he's too oh. cheap. For that boom value that he could produce. Yeah. Then I got a nice sneaky one, Jalen Rager at 4,200. I don't know how good of a game he's going to be, but hopefully Bradbury's not covering him. This is the value week off the buy. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson, my tight end, tight end one on the week. Mike Davis has the flex. That's too good of value. And then the Saints defense against the
0: 49ers, 3,000. Sign me up.
2: <laughs> Interesting.
0: Thank you. I am going to go with kyler on that side of the debate and running back davis four thousand dollars is crazy uh aaron jones Devonte adams nelson aguilar putting my money where my mouth is robert woods the number one uh rams receiver of the week uh, i got jacob hollister sneaky 60 wow. yards last week Ooh. and then antonio gibson which is going to transition into mckissick if he's out and then Bengals d against the steelers we have the Matthew Stafford COVID effect. We have Ben coming out. They couldn't get it done against the Cowboys. There's something wrong with that offense. I like the Bengals. at $2,100. Okay.
2: For me, honestly, I, I went the step down with quarterbacks, and I was looking at Herbert and and, and, uh, and Jared Goff, who are about 1,000 less than Josh Allen. To me, those are the two that I think are better plays than Josh Allen Kyle, and Kyler Murray this week. A running back, I can't believe neither of y'all picked in a DFS, JD McKissick. I mean, 14 targets, nine catches. That's nine points right there. <sighs> Whatever. I, I'll get off my soapbox. There's a running back. He's coming back. Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cup, the best Rams wide receiver of the week at wide receiver. TJ Hawkinson, of course, at tight end. Flex Mike Davis, and then the Fly Eagles fly defense against the New York Giants.
1: I think we all have good lineups this week. <laughs> I, I'm, oh, thanks, I'm very interested. I just would not feel comfortable not having Devonte Adams in my lineup. That would yeah, just Yeah, and give, Mike give, Davis. Give
2: what happens when the Packers get up big and they feed Aaron Jones?
1: It, they were up big. Then and I had Aaron coming.
0: Jones in my lineup. <laughs> the true. Aaron Jones Devonte Adams stack. Not not uh, not usually a good idea, but I had to. A few <laughs> questions for y'all before we get into this this week. I mean, who do you who is the San Francisco running back of the week versus New Orleans is it McKinnon or Hasty? McKinnon. It's McKinnon. Uh, the McKinnon correct answer was him. neither. You shouldn't start anyone in San Francisco, <laughs> but if you have to, it is McKinnon. Uh, how about New England? Damian Harris, James White, Rex Burkhead against Baltimore. Which running back you want? Damian Harris.
2: If if he's if he if he's healthy in place, yeah, he
0: was hurt. Yeah, yeah I might I might go Rex here, but I mean Damian Harris is the obvious one, but I think Rex could could pull it out as the, as a more passing guy. They need to get creative against Baltimore, and then speaking of Baltimore, who's your Baltimore against New England? Dobbins or Gus Bus? I got Gus.
1: And keep in mind, Mark Ingram is practicing. He's supposed to play this week.
0: Mm-hmm. but Throw Ingram in there.
1: I do have – I don't know. Yeah, you don't want to start Mark Ingram. <laughs> I would rather yeah, have Gus. It,
0: Dobbins is such a better better player, but Gus keeps getting the goal line work. And yeah. just for that upside, I'm going to go Gus, even though – No, okay. I think
1: Gus is a really good player. He's a yeah. much better Mark Ingram.
0: I'm willing to say, and this probably isn't going out on, on that much of a
2: limb, but Jericho is the highest scoring running back out of all the ones we just listed this week. I think they're gonna throw the ball and they're gonna get Jarek McKinnon's gonna be peppered with five, six targets. We willing to put some we to I take, mean
1: I'll take the field if you're giving me the field. Oh well
2: I'm not doing Jared versus
0: the field. We <laughs> gotta
1: take one here. Uh I'd rather have a, a Ravens back.
0: Okay's I'm asking about. for a friend Dobbins or McKinnon?
1: My like, rest of season or this week?
0: This week. McKinnon
1: Give me Dobbins. I like the talent better.
0: Thursday night football, Colts versus Titans. Uh, this, is we get into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a good game. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. But Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines has been a tough backfield to predict. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, one of the biggest uh, busts after Marlon Mack being out for the season. I mean, he's been probably the most highly contested player. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how that works out. I think Jonathan Taylor has a decent rest of the season. And I like him. But this week, I think you can start Wilkins uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis, bounce back game against a tough cold secondary? No. Not no. this week. Week, <laughs> week after, though. I, I I honestly would be kind of comfortable with starting him uh, this not week. Not the worst play. Not the worst. He's definitely not droppable.
1: If you dropped him after his dud, that's no not way. smart.
0: No way. <laughs> no way. Huh. Texans Browns.
2: Yeah, just cooks and fuller, as we've talked about there. Honestly, you can plug and play, plug and chug, set it, you don't have to worry about it. Um, David Johnson, as we said at the top, probably on the wrong side of 50 50. I'd be surprised if he played this week. Duke Johnson in any sort of PPR lead, PPR half PPR, I think it's an RB2. You pretty much have to start giving the running back landscape if David Johnson is out. Browns, like we talked about, Chug probably coming back. I It'll be interesting to see how much, if he does play, they still haven't even said that he's going to play, but if he does play, how much workload he gets right off the bat, because this would be a plus matchup for him. You're starting him. If he does, if he's cleared and active, he may not get the workload you'd, you'd expect and hope.
1: Um, yeah, Duke played pretty well when David Johnson went yeah. down, and he got a decent amount of carries. So
2: Right, he did. Right, I think he did Washington,
1: right, Washington football team at the Lions. Mm-hmm. Noah, I got it. I mean, if we want to talk about Washington football team real quick, we talked about their running backs. Terry McLaurin's a wide receiver one. He's very good at football.
0: What about the Lions, Noah? I mean, okay, I wrote in the doc, Noah complains about the Lions for a bit. I mean, it's just so frustrating. It's not even a fun failure. The Browns were so flashy with their failure. Oh, we're going to bring in uh, OBJ and Baker and crazy now. And – and we're gonna have you know this Hell guy yeah. they're, they're make go for pass. three games in a row with two hundred yards, but then he has drug problems. At least it was like good media content, and just the Lions just like Stafford and our co our co new coach. Oh, he's bad too. Oh, cool. No, let's get another run. We might as well we might as well just take we might as well be the Detroit team honestly because like there's no roar in this team. Wow. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> hey that was depressing <laughs> it's so depressing. all right bucks and
1: panthers uh you know we got our first look at ab they tom brady was really spreading the ball around i think everybody had like six targets out of those three receivers plus gronk i mean they didn't play well but uh you know i don't you can't really like these receivers they he's going to be spreading the ball around if you're looking at the backfield hopefully they'll get i think more. this is a
0: rojo this could be a rojo week
1: this could be a Rojo week. The Panthers are notorious for having a very bad run defense. But Leonard Fournette has that floor in PPR. He catches a lot of balls, and he's pretty good at catching balls. So, uh, You know, putting the two head-to-head, I'd rather have Leonard Fournette going forward. On the Panthers' side, you know, we talked about everything. We don't need to talk there. about Mike it Mike Davis. <laughs> Mike Davis has not been performing too well the past few weeks, he's even before. But yeah, he's a guy that – you want to start. You have you to, start. Want to start.
0: And I think, I think Brady has a good bounce back week, 250 for and three for Brady. Ooh.
2: Next matchup, Eagles and Giants. Before I get into that, because there's not much to talk about, I'll take some time to do some complaining. As a Jaguar fan watching that Monday night football game, Trevor Lawrence was in our lap. And then Joe Flash <laughs> first, first and 10, you're up like 10 in the fourth quarter. You're throwing play action deep on him. Do
0: you do you, it makes me anyway. feel better. It, it won me uh, two weeks, that pick.
2: We ran four points in the fourth quarter with
0: a temp. Literally, pick. So that pick single handedly won me two games.
2: That's textbook tanking there. Anyways, Eagles, Giants. I'm interested to see how the Eagles, a lot of their skill guys coming back. We got Miles Sanders back in the mix, Jalen Breaker, Dallas Goddard, Alshon potentially playing. Or if Carson Wentz is getting his guys back. And it'll be interesting to see how they do against a, a pretty solid Giants defense. Giants defense has been pretty good this year. On the Giants, yeah. Devonta Freeman is limited at practice. If he plays, I, it's going to be difficult to predict which one of the two, Gallman versus Freeman, returns value. If Devonta doesn't play, you could play Wayne Gallman. Um, I don't see him getting in the end zone, but he has a relatively high floor given the running back landscape. Um, other than that, not much needed for the Giants.
1: I, wait, I have a quick question for you guys. So, in your leagues, how many of them are you starting a running back at your, in your flex spot? Because I feel like I am just the wide receivers are so much
0: better, and it's hard to I have think three one really good of running like backs. My five, or I think I'm starting a running back. It's crazy all, how that works.
2: All three wide receivers.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have one where I have just so much running back depth, but.
0: That's a weird. Yeah, it's going to be interesting though to see how this Eagles receiving core turns out with Rager and Fulgham's emergence, and then Alshon. They're still, you know, that's a big contract he still has. And Goddard, I think Goddard actually could just have his. He could just start it right now, but yeah. no words. I mean, though. Kind of just is there's just not enough volume for all these guys to be successful unless Sanders can get back on the field and just be his former self. Then, then I mean, the guy you want is Carson Wentz. to Be honest. I mean, he's. I think he's top 10 QB two last three weeks. So, I mean, that's a Definitely. great play. Moving on Seahawks at Rams. If you need, if you're desperate for a quarterback start here and you need a win now go, I would go trade for golf because this is, this, this is the, there you, or pick him up even this is the week where you are going to get 25, maybe 30 from golf. I mean, we've seen him have huge, huge games against really bad teams Um, And then the backfield, Cam Akers is healthy. I don't want to touch it right now. But like, I think Malcolm and Akers, Malcolm Brown, Akers and Henderson are all good bench, uh, bench spots, because they're going to give you a seven, eight if some of these guys go down. And I want a piece of that instead of some crazy flyer receiver. Basically. I have no
1: pieces of the Rams' backfield, and it, it yeah, feels really probably good. probably a good
2: idea. Only one worth owning. Well, I mean, I guess you have to stash it with deep. Henderson's clearly their guy. Now, yeah. their Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. Cam Akers doesn't see the field if Daryl Henderson doesn't get hurt
1: two weeks ago. All right. Uh, we got two more matchups to go. Ravens at Patriots. Uh, I will, I'll, I'll let Mike take the lead on this for the Patriots.
2: Ravens Patriots, kind of like I talked about earlier, Jacoby Myers, I think is someone you could potentially start this week. Demir Bird also had nine targets. They had probably over 50% of the target share from Cam Newton. doesn't mean all that much. It'll be interesting to see against a legitimate defense in Baltimore. Um, But it looks like those two have legitimate chemistry. Julian Edelman's nowhere to be found. He won't be coming back anytime soon. And Nikhil Harry is just – he's off the radar. Hurt, but completely off the radar. The Ravens, man, they just – they were supposed to be this elite offense running like you were supposed to have a piece of the backfield and you'd feel comfortable. You'd have Hollywood Brown scoring touchdowns, Mark Andrews scoring touchdowns. It just hasn't happened. I think it's all square on Lamar Jackson not regressing as a passer. I don't. It's bad.
1: It's really really
2: bad. Yeah. I don't know who out of their skill players has a big week.
1: I don't know what. I don't want to start any Ravens player besides Lamar Jackson. I don't even really want to start Lamar. I mean, you have to start Lamar Jackson, but you're not I mean, if you look it. at
0: last week, I mean, the deep ball for the Jets was working. So Hollywood could could make it happen. Um, but, yeah, I think generally want we'll to avoid that. And then lastly, Raiders at Broncos. Ruggs is – I don't want to start Ruggs. I think he – I don't even think he should be owned, honestly. Completely agree, yeah. And uh, we'll see what yeah. happens with the Broncos' backfield – yeah, Melvin Gordon. Uh, he was
1: supposed to go to trial this Friday, and they pushed it back to December. So if that thanks. three-game suspension happens, it'll be for the last three games of the season.
0: Very that's, interesting. That'll be that's interesting a, to see. That's Lindsey Central. Wow. Anyways, thanks so much for tuning in to Guys Be Dudes Fantasy Football. This is your – geez, I'm doing the intro. <laughs> uh, you follow us on Twitter at football. We are on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Thank you so much for watching. Much love, and feel free to DM us with any questions. You're going to need help uh, if you want that championship. Awesome. See you guys.
1: What's better than this? Guys being dudes.